One of the biggest scandals in cricket history is resurfacing as the Australia and South Africa sides get set for the start of the first test in Brisbane tomorrow. It is their first test encounter since the infamous Sandpaper Gate saga unfolded in Cape Town more than four years ago. So has everyone moved on? I haven't. Anyway, here to tell us is sports reporter Clay Wilson. All right, it was us a big Kiwis deal. Us Kiwis definitely haven't, have it we? Was, we, won't, we won't forget this. Oh, fascinating, right? And the links you're prepared to go to. So has time healed the wounds between these two teams? Well, I think we're going to find out. The thing is, you look at how Australians are when they play sport, particularly cricket, very confident, intense, to use a couple of adjectives that spring to mind. The thing is, South Africans play the game in the same way. So when these two teams meet, it's sometimes inevitable that things are going to boil over. You've got two very common types of characteristics coming together. A-types. In in elite sport, exactly. So you take the history into account and that, and you just feel like something is going to happen. Going back to 2018, of course, that sandpaper incident, infamous sandpaper in the in the pocket, down the pants, that kind of thing. Yep. It led to a ban for that player, Cameron Bancroft, but also Steve Smith, David Warner. Um, since then, some of the South African players have retired, but there's still six Australian players that played in that series playing in this game. They're going to be checking their pockets before they get onto it. <laughs> well, the cameras are certainly going to be yeah. watching, aren't they? Uh, Australian batter Usman Khawaja was asked about this week and he said things like, they've moved on, they're a very different team, they've matured, they've grown up. Things, admittedly, we have heard before. So even if the players on the inside are making all the right noises, there are people on the outside sort of trying to blow oxygen on the embers of this situation because former captain Captain Michael Clark, he came out and he's somewhat weirdly encouraged South Africa to sledge David Warner, who was, of course, the sort of kingpin in this whole, um, was made out to be the kingpin anyway in this whole situation. And then he's also encouraging David Warner to give it back. So he obviously wants to see see things kick off. And then David Warner's manager uh, in the last week or so coming out and revealing that apparently there was more than three players, Australian players, involved in the Sandpaper Gate back in 2018. So just dredging up that situation again ahead of this series. And that came off the back of David Warner himself, he was trying to get off his lifetime leadership ban that Cricket Australia placed on him for this incident. And then he withdrew it at the last minute saying Cricket Australia wanted to do it in public and he didn't want to go through it in public and put his family through it. So it's really been all the talk about this and none about the actual cricket on the field. Not hugely surprising. And as I say, just the two teams in general, you add the history in. If something boils over, it wouldn't be the biggest shock in the world, I have to say. Yeah, it's never going to go away. People won't forget that. No. It's like the old underarm no. thing, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> um, this next one is a bit of a heartbreaker. Oh, I feel so sorry for these people. <laughs> okay, so some older swimmers, mm-hmm. um, they were out to set a pretty a, a pretty impressive record. Yeah, Give definitely. us the details, Clay. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, but I think... Regardless of how it panned out, it's still an incredible, clearly an incredible effort to do what they did. So this is six swimmers. They had a combined age of 449. So you break that down, the average is 75 years old, these six swimmers were. And what they were trying to do was be the oldest relay group to swim across the English Channel. So they set off in the dark in the morning from the English coast, 33 kilometres it is, across to, to Calais. Um, yeah. Choppy conditions, so the seas didn't make it easy for them. 18 hours later... They arrive in Calais. Happy days, they've got the record. But these processes have to be ratified. These records, sorry, have to be ratified by an official body. And this is where it gets a bit murky because apparently there was a changeover between two of the swimmers where the oldest swimmer, an 80-year-old man, he drifted, a bit of, he drifted away from the, from the support boat. 
and he couldn't, somewhat ironically, couldn't hear, couldn't oh, hear no. when they were calling him back to for his changeover. Um, he also, you know, had water and his apparently had water in his ears and in his goggles. And, so did he swim a little bit too far before changing over? Well, I think everything it turned out okay. But what happened is there was a delay in the changeover. Yeah. And the group of swimmers say that the the rules allow for five minutes, and they only took four minutes, and so they're fine. But the, the official body said that it's illegal. So, understandably, this group of older swimmers are not that happy. Some of the some of the group have described it as nitpicking and pedantic, and as and calling the officials devoid of common sense. So, <laughs> they're feeling pretty harsh about it, and and reportedly considering legal action over it. So, oh, wow, yeah. So, okay. it's really going to uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out. Um, like I say, a, a, an amazing effort, and seems like a bit of a cruel technicality to deny them of it. Based on a a little changeover incident, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Hey, thanks for that, Clay. That is sports reporter Clay Wilson there.